I've always wanted to learn karate, but I want to learn that kind of karate where the karate master takes his two hands and shoots them out in front of him where his palms touch together and the guys go flying back. He didn't even touch them. They just go flying back. Yeah, that's the kind of karate I want to learn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Scatterbrain. Hope you are doing well. I cannot wait to get into this uh, week's episode. I've been planning, strategizing, thinking, writing, creating, and drinking a whole lot of coffee. So this is Garth Heckman, Scatterbrain. Hey, thanks for sending your questions. If you're out there and you have questions, please send them to scatterbrainquestions. That's plural, questions at gmail.com. Scatterbrainquestions at gmail.com. couple of... Uh, uh, well, one was a comment this last week, and one was a question. One was, uh, the comment was, hey, do you edit your podcast? And I do very little editing on my podcast, and here's why. I'd rather have it come across personal than really professional. And there are some great podcasts out there. I love Seth Godin's podcast. I love um, uh, what Masters of Scale, and, and man, they do incredible jobs, but I'm, that's just not me. You know, if I'm going to cough, I'm probably going to cough because, hey, what I've found is that real people cough. So if that bothers you, that's okay. Maybe I'll warn you. Maybe I'll do something like, hey, uh, I'm about to cough. <clears throat> and then you know to, you know, turn on your volume. The only thing that bothers me about my podcast is I have severe asthma. And I'm sure many times you guys are listening to this thinking, is he running on the treadmill when he does this? I mean, I'm sure it comes across that way. But here's a real question that came in amongst others. Uh, you know, uh, regarding last week's episode, which was the Entrepreneur's Essentials, somebody said, hey, it wasn't technical enough. And let me tell you why it wasn't technical. Number one, this podcast will always deal with what I call the middle of the road. I want to dominate the middle of the road. I don't want things to be so simple, you're bored. I don't want things to be so technical, it's over most people's head. And secondly, when we talk about the technical issues, especially in entrepreneurship and business and life, that's where you need to put professionals around you. Because though I mentioned some great people for Essentials last week, uh, my, some of my lawyers, I can't tell you everything that they're going to tell me that you need to know. So you need to get your own professionals around you. Because to be honest with you, it would just take way too much time. And it's not in my wheelhouse, not my gifting to talk about all the all the technicalities of business or entrepreneurship or things like that. I just want to deal with the things that are going to help get you out of the gate and keep you moving. So let's get into it. And today I want to talk about culture. So I'm going to start telling you a little bit of a story. There was a, a, and this is a true story, Master Yanagi Ryukin. He was a, a master karate technician, a sensei. And he had this technique where he would practice his chi, which is this inner power focus that you could have. And he practiced it in such a way that he could literally shoot his arms out and with his chi, with that power, knock opponents over. And so many times people would film this and they see it and he would show him fighting his students and people come in 
And, and it, it, was, it was crazy. I mean, people were very skeptical, like, this doesn't seem weird, or this seems, uh, you know, overworldly or supernatural or whatever you want to throw at it. Until one day, a guy by the name of Kung Fu Master Iwayakura Go, and we'll just call him Go, he challenged Kung Fu Master uh, uh, Ryukin and said, I'll, I'll put a $5,000 bet down. And, you know, let's, or let's bet 5000 Whoever wins has to, you know, gets the money and the other guy's got to pay up. Well, they filmed this. There are so many people who disbelieved what Master Yanagi Ryukin could do by focusing his chi. And so they, uh, they met, people gathered, they threw the camera on. And what was amazing is that uh, Kung Fu Master Yanagi uh, focuses his chi and then shoots his hands out with his absolute most powerful shot at Sensei Go. And uh, it was unbelievable. Nothing happened. And in less than a minute, Sensei Go kicked the ever living stuffing out of uh, Master, you know, Yanaki, um, Yanagi. And people just stood there and they were kind of, the people who believed in Yanagi were kind of shocked because, like, what happened to his chi? Well, I mean, it was fake all this time uh, because it seemed to work on his students and it seemed to work on some people who came into the gym. Well, was it fake? No. Well, yeah, it was. But, but no, it wasn't. What I'm trying to say is he, Yanagi had created a culture where people believed it. Not only believed it, they wanted to believe it. So even when people came to visit, they were so intrigued and so badly wanted to believe that this was real that it even worked on them. Somewhat delusional, yes, but not really delusional if you believe in it. And so you have Kung Fu Master Go come in and he's like, look, man, this isn't real. He didn't believe it. He didn't, he didn't come from that culture. And by culture, I don't mean nationality. I mean just the culture you create around yourself. And so he was like, the only way, you know, you actually defend yourself is hands-on, literally hands-on. So today I want to talk about how you create your culture, like the culture, culture around you in your home, in your office, in your car, when you're working on things, what is that energy or that vibe or that nuance or that essence or whatever cool new word you want to throw at it? What is it that surrounds you that helps you get things done, that makes Life full of energy that keeps you awake and focused and primed and ready to go. So I'm going to rip through these because each one you need to chew on. It's not really something I can unpack for you as much as I can serve it to you. And then you got to chew on it. You got to digest it. So let's get through. Very first one has to do with dominate. Point 1A, you have to dominate your response. What do I mean by that? You have to learn to say no more than yes. I challenge you today to say no to your spouse, your boss, your neighbor, your friend, your acquaintance. Now remember, it's how you say no, but say no. The more you say no, the more freedom you have. If you're complaining about how much freedom you don't have or how little freedom you have in your life because you haven't learned how to say no, say no. Some of you are so afraid to say no to your boss because you're afraid you're going to get in trouble. Maybe your boss would respect that or maybe even ask a question and say, why did you say no to that? Then you can go back to the point we're going to continue to cover. But one of them is, 
because I need to focus on what's most important. I need to focus on what I'm good at. I need to focus on what you told me was a priority. You know, maybe some explanation is is in, is called for, but you have to be willing to say no. Number two, or let's say dominate 1B, dominate your gifts. Use your time and spend it on 90% of your strengths and your gifts. Get rid of anything in your life as much as you can that's not a gift or a strength. Don't put any time towards that. Now, some of you go, that's impossible. I will admit, for some of us, it is impossible. But for most of us, it's not. We just choose to fill up our time with things we're not good at, with time wasters, time killers. You need to focus and dominate with what you're good at. The truth is, I'm only good at three things. Here's what's scary. You're probably only good at three things too. That's about the average for everyone. So why should I be shocked to know that getting rid of things I'm not good at and focusing on the things I am good at will create greater dividends in my life? Why would that be shocking? I need to go, if I'm good at it, I'll focus on it, I'll do it. If I'm not good at it, I'm going to go back to point one, say no. I'm only going to work within my strengths and my giftings. Dominate, point one C, dominate your energy. Know your energy map. What I mean by that is everyone has an energy map that's daily, even monthly, and even yearly. Let's just talk about the daily energy map. My energy map is this. High energy in the morning, big time, high energy. Mid-afternoon, not so much, not a lot of energy. And late evening, that's when I have energy to focus. I'm more calm, but I'm awake, I'm alert, and I focus. So here's how that works out in my life. Would it surprise you to know that I create my podcast mid-morning? It shouldn't because that's my high energy time. Would it surprise you that late afternoon when I'm most tired, that's when I try to get to the gym because I can focus on lifting, I can focus on things there, but I don't try to do anything important late in the afternoon because I'm, I'm mentally I'm fuzzy and I'm tired. And then late evening, that's where... I really dig into my creative focus. When I need something to really read and understand and chew on or create or write, whether it be music or business, late evenings or, or what I, when I get it done. Now, in my life, I try to take a nap every day, and that's mid to late afternoon. Only 40 minutes, not much longer than that. I'll even skip lunch if I need to take a nap because it's that important for me to learn how to dominate my energy. I also have weekly energy and yearly energy, which... A lot goes with the seasons, but chew on that. Okay, 1D, dominate your time. Your culture is time. They're the same. How you treat your time is the constant in how you create your culture. If you don't like the culture or energy or essence or vibe or your surroundings, whatever, it's because of your culture. They are the same thing. You cannot dominate your time if you don't treat it as With the understanding that it's going to create the culture that you work in, that you live in, that, you know, with your wife, your kids, your business, whatever it is. If you don't learn to manage your time and dominate it, guess what? You're not going to have a culture that allows you to dominate most anything. They are the same thing. You know, back when Success Magazine uh, started, it was back, back in the late 1800s. But in 1991, the editors celebrated their 100th birthday for Success Magazine. So they pulled out some of these old articles, and one of the best, most impressive articles was from February of 1898. The author of the article was Theodore Dreiser, and guess what? He camped outside of the laboratory of Thomas Edison for three weeks. 
you know, Thomas Edison who invented the light bulb and all these other inventions. Well, Dreiser wanted to interview him for Success Magazine. Three weeks, he sat outside his office, waiting, 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 waiting. And finally, after three weeks, Edison uh, gave him a few minutes of his time. This is one small part of that article that Success Magazine printed back in 1991, a reprint. But it is amazing. Dreiser asked him, what's the first requisite for success? And this was Edison's answer. The ability to apply your physical and mental energies to one problem incessantly without growing weary. Then he looks at Dreiser and says, you do something all day long, don't you? Everyone does. If you get up at 7 a.m., and go to bed at 11 p.m., you've put in 16 hours, and it is certain with most men that they have been doing something all the time. Then Edison adds this, The only trouble is that they do it about a great many things, and I do it about one thing. If they took the time in question and applied it in one direction to one object, they would succeed. Edison creates this culture where he dominated because of many of the things we're saying, but his focus, his focus was on one thing. That's the crazy thing about creating your culture. It allows you the ability to focus. When you understand that your time creates your culture, and your culture then means how much you can or cannot focus on what your what your job is or your task or your family or the relationship, you know, it's time to wake up and realize that We only are at our best when we focus on one thing for a long period of time. All right, point two, I'm calling exit. So point two A, exit, get rid of negative people and influences. We talked about this before, but it's so important. It's not a matter of people thinking, oh, you're better than me, so you can't hang around with me. Actually, it's no you thinking, no, I'm more positive than you. You know, uh, that's that's why I'm not going to hang around you. Here's the deal. Negative people, they're going to be negative whether you're with them or whether you're without them. So just don't be without them. They're going to think what they're going to think regardless. So if you have negative people, get rid of them. Don't spend time with them. I'm talking if it's your mom, spend very little time. Give her very little influence on you. If it's your dad, if it's your spouse, if it's a neighbor, if it's a boss, you need to tune them out. You need to clean house as much as you can. All right, so... To be, point to be, get rid of stuff. Clean your closet, get rid of projects that aren't your gifting, clean your car, get rid of people, just get rid of things, stuff, people. Are you uh, a member of this club and this club and this club? And do you go to this meeting and are part of Rotary and uh, Boy Scouts and uh, club and choir and all these different things? Get rid of as much stuff as you can and just realize that the more you get out of your life, the more space you create for the freedom to focus on what's most important. Plus, there's something energetic. There's something that happens when you clean even just your closet or your car or your locker. Yesterday, I redid my office and I cleaned it out. And I walked in this morning. Just It's a normal morning, but I walked in and I saw my office was cleaned and rearranged. And man, I had energy. Just when you declutter, you de-stress. And when you de-stress, you're able to focus. You get rid of all those gnats that are running around in your mind. All right, point 2C, get rid of excuses. I love this quote by John Taffer. Listen to this. This is so important, probably worth the whole podcast. It's about taking responsibility. 
The common denominator of failure is excuses. If you can blame anyone or anything else than you, you won't change. If you do take responsibility, then you have to change. Again, that's from John Taffer. Great stuff. Get rid of any excuse. Here's why. If you have an excuse, it limits your ability to grow, to morph, to become the best version of you. That's all an excuse is. It keeps you from becoming the best you. But as soon as you take responsibility, you get rid of the excuse. You say, look, I'm always saying it's, it's, I'm too tired to work out, or I don't have enough time to work out, or it's too hard to work out, or I don't have anybody to work out with, or I don't know what to do. You know, if you just suck it up and say, you know what, I just don't want to. Uh, and so I'm going to get rid of the excuse, and I'm just going to choose now and take responsibility for my health, and I'm going to do whatever it takes now to change in order that I get my butt in the gym and I do something about it. If you take responsibility, then you're forced to change. All right. Two E, get rid of zero time. What do I mean by zero time? Let me ask you a question. How many of you just naturally look at your phone when you're killing time? You know, you go into the bathroom, you pull out your phone. You're in your car, you pull out your phone. You're at the dinner table, you pull out your phone. You're hanging with your friends, you go to a movie before the movie starts, you pull out your phone. This is what I call zero time. Has nothing to do with benefiting you, making you better, strengthening you, educating you. It's zero time. Do you realize that if you look at Twitter right now, and if you look at Twitter 45 minutes later, it's going to do very little difference in your life? And in fact, if you don't look at Twitter now, you can look five hours later and still see what was posted right now on Twitter five hours later. What I mean is set up time in your life to have some zero time, but don't allow zero time just to creep into every little crack in your life. How many of you go home, you just naturally flip on the TV. You have to monitor your zero time. Look, if I have a phone and I turn it on or I'm looking at it, there's only a couple reasons why I'm looking at it. Number one, maybe I'm away from my computer and I need to check for an email, a vital email, not just to see if someone emailed me, but this morning, in fact, I had to get some papers off to my lawyer. And so I had my phone in front of me. My computer wasn't right in front of me. So I used it to get the email to forward it. If I pull out my phone and I'm looking at it, it's because I'm reading a book or listening to a podcast, but I'm not just going to mindlessly zombie out and just waste time uh, just with my phone. And I I guarantee you, 90% of the time that people are on their phone is a waste of time. They've just, they've forgot the ability of how to think. And so they just have this time. Okay, this is a, this has turned into a soapbox. Anyway, get rid of zero time. When you pull out your phone, have a purpose, not just so you can see the newest picture of what somebody ate on Instagram. So, uh, all right, here we go. Sharpen. So point number one under sharpen is sharpen with experts. In today's world, I have the ability, you have the ability to hang out with world changers, some of the smartest, the best, the brightest in any area, be it technology, sports, health, medicine, And that's because of technology. We can now have access to the smartest people in the world. I mean, in almost any topic we choose. So this is how I sharpen. Weekly, I read a book. Weekly, I listen to at least 20 podcasts. Weekly, I listen to at least one audio book. Weekly, I probably watch at least 20 YouTube channels. But here's the kicker. In all of that, they're all experts. 
They're all experts in their field, and they're all areas within my area of interest for business or, uh, yeah, really business. That's about it. So I'm not going to you know, spend time with all these experts that waste my time. When I'm in my car or uh, at my computer or when I'm you know, sitting in the sauna, I'm listening to experts that will sharpen me. Next point, sharpen with questions. If you want to know how to immediately focus and change your culture, like let's say you're sitting at your desk and the energy's low, feel like the culture's flat, you feel like there's no real nuance about what you're doing, it's become humdrum, boring, here's the secret. Begin to ask questions. Whatever you're working on, begin to ask questions. As you begin to just start to ask questions about what you're working on and why, how you apply it and how others will look at it and how others will do it and how might people hear it and what would somebody else say? What might someone disagree with? What, how would someone make it better? You just start to ask these questions and immediately it changes your culture. It brings energy into your environment, into your mind, into what you're doing. I think of it this way. There's a difference between just waking up in the morning and like at my house, I can wake up and uh, maybe I slept in and I'm kind of groggy and my mind's not quite awake and I'm just kind of rolling around. Or there's the difference when I wake up and I smell good coffee and homemade cinnamon rolls because immediately my mind starts to think, you know, oh, cinnamon rolls, coffee. My wife must be up. I wonder if the kids are over. I wonder if the grandkids are here. I wonder what she's doing. And all of a sudden asking questions, I'm alert, I'm out of bed, I'm moving. Now, if you don't have a wife and you wake up in the morning and you smell coffee and cinnamon rolls and maybe you live alone, you're going to ask a lot of questions. But the point is, ask questions changes your state. Begin to ask, and guess what? Whether it's a project or an issue or an opportunity, you ask questions and it brings life back into that, that whatever you're working on. So, number three, sharpen with core values. Realign and change your culture daily by revisiting your vision, purpose, goals, uh, whether those are daily, weekly, or yearly. I Here's some of my goals. I want to influence the world. It's a real goal. I don't say it as like tongue-in-cheek. I, my goal is to change the world. Uh, number, another one is I want to be a man who pours energy and life into others. When you're around me, I want you to walk away and go, man, I feel better from being around Garth. I want to work with a team that I handpick. Someday that's my goal. I want to pick people that I like to work with. I want to drive a custom H1. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a dream and a goal of mine. I also want to have a house on 100 plus acres. I want to have a lot of dogs, animals, place for me to take my grandkids out and we can uh, ride horses, shoot guns, uh, you know, just do cool stuff. That's, these are goals of mine and I resharpen and I re-energize by visiting my goals, my vision, my purpose, uh, because it puts my focus back on where I'm going. Sometimes culture's flat because we just we forget where we're going. We just kind of it's like we're driving down the road and we slip it into neutral and it just starts to slow down, slow down, slow down. And going back to our dream, our vision, uh, it, it puts it back into drive. So I have a journal. I call it a faith journal, vision journal, dream journal, whatever you want to call it. And I go through it all the time because it excites me. Every once in a while. When the Powerball or lottery is up to like whatever, 700 million, every once in a while, I'll go buy a ticket. And it's not because I think I'll win. I mean, I'd like to win. I, don't, I, sh- I should win as, as, you know, I have the right to win like anybody else. But the point is, 
I buy it and I put it in my wallet because it makes me again think about all the visions and dreams and goals I have. Now, unlike most people, I'm putting in a ton of work behind those goals, those visions, those dreams. But there's something about that tactness, that the tactile ticket that again excites me. And I literally put it in my wallet and go, I'm not gonna win this, but I can still achieve my goals, my dreams, and my vision. It just it changes the culture. So what happens when you create your culture? Let's let's end with this thought. It takes me back to a story of Gunther Gebel Williams, who's one of the famed celebrated circus animal trainers. He worked with all the big cats. He was being interviewed and someone said, hey, your son's now following in your footsteps. What would you tell him is the best advice he should have as someone who's going to start now training lions and tigers and leopards? And he, he thought for a second and he told the reporter, I've already told him the advice and the best advice I've given him is always be there. Now, the reporter at first thought he meant like, you know, always be on time, don't miss work. And uh, Gunter was like, no, no, always be there. He goes, when you get into the cage and you're performing with lions and tigers, he goes, listen, there are clowns around you. There's a fat woman in the front row. There's monkeys. There's people who are screaming. There's babies crying. There's the woman with the low low cut blouse sitting in the front row. He said, there's all these distractions, but you have to be there. And he kind of smiled and said, you're in a cage with wild animals. And he goes, but yet you can find your mind going other places because you've done it so many times. He said, but you have to be there. And he goes, and it goes beyond just the performance. He says, it's even more dangerous when you're just training and taming these animals. And really no such thing as taming. But when you're training them, you know, off hours, When there's no crowd, he said, that's when your mind can really wander. So he said, that's even more important for you to understand, be there. Listen, man, your culture and your day and your hours and your project, you need to be there. And there are so many distractions in today's world. I mean, unbelievable distractions in today's world. You have your phone, your computer, you have all your social media, you have people who want to tweet you and email you and text you. And I mean, it's, it's insane. Not to mention just, you know, in your office, there's 1,200 different advertisements and people talking and all this noise and nuance that can cause you from not being there. When you create this type of culture, it's easier for you to be there. It's easier for you to be in that moment, taking on whatever project, whatever issue, whatever problem, whatever, you know, whatever you're working on, when you create this culture, where there's focus, you're there, you get more done, you're better, you're on your game, you stay hungry, you're moving forward. That's what all this is about. And that starts with your culture. And if you don't believe me, go step into a DMV or a post office with your computer and try to get work done and see if that culture doesn't bring you down. And then take your computer and go across the street to the the local bar or coffee shop where there's people and there's energy. Again, When you go to work or when you're at home or when you're in relationships, you get to choose how to build, how to create your culture. And that is what this is all about. So go do it. Hey, this is Garth Heckman with Scatterbrain. Always excited to bring my match to your volcano. Make sure you share this podcast and rate it because that helps me feel good about myself. 
I'm just kidding. I feel great about myself. But a rating would help. Hey, we will talk to you next week. And I think you're going to be excited about what we're going to talk about. And to be honest, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. But I think you'll be excited. So tune in. Until then, remember, I can be bribed. I can be coerced with good beef jerky and root beer. Got questions? Send them to scatterbrainquestions at gmail.com. And until next time, remember, it's all about culture.